That's what we hear today in the Apostle Luke's account. As Jesus uh, gives to us now these truths of the kingdom that change lives. In Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 35, we hear this. And if you have your Bibles with me, or with you, and want to follow along this morning, please go ahead, turn there in the gospel, and uh, take some notes and follow along. Here, as we begin. Now, large crowds were going along with Jesus, and he turned, and he said to them. So Jesus is moving through the, the area called Perea. It's on the other side of the Jordan River. It's a place where... Not, not exclusively for the Israelites, but now Gentiles also had been, had, had been mixed into that community. And he's speaking to these people who are following along, Jews and Gentiles alike. He's presenting to them the kingdom of God. He's presenting to them the truths of the kingdom of God so that their lives, too, might be changed unto eternity. And he's going to say something to them. Can you imagine if you were following along and it's been, it's been quiet and nobody hasn't been saying much, Jesus hasn't been saying much, and all of a sudden he stops and he turns around and you're anticipating what he's going to say? That first impression, that first look into the kingdom that he's going to give. What does he say? If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children, and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And he goes on to say, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. If you're standing behind Jesus with your iPhone or your uh, smartphone, and Jesus just said this, can you imagine taking a picture of what those people's faces look like? That first look? By the way, this first look concept is something new that has been, uh, d been introduced into uh, wedding photograph opportunities. While the first look isn't necessarily new to us as human beings in the kingdom, uh, first looks are, are new. This is something that I had to, uh, had to grow into as a, uh, a clergy, a pastor now these days. First looks are where before everybody gathers, the father of the bride stands in a secluded spot, and the photographer stands with her, his or her back to the dad, and the dad's daughter, the bride, comes and stands behind him. And then the photographer says, turn around and see your daughter, that first look. And as soon as you do, the photographer is right there taking a picture of your expression. And when I had that opportunity with my daughter, Anna, to turn around and see for the first time my beautiful little girl, now grown up, and being joined in marriage as a bride. Wow, what a face I made. <laughs> and she's got that in posterity now, that first look. My jaw dropped, my eyes. This is my girl? This is the little one I held in my arms? Not anymore. Here she is, that first look. What about you? How would, what would your countenance, your your faith, your outward expression as it's reflecting what's going on inwardly be, if you were following Jesus and that first look into the kingdom was this. Whoever doesn't hate his family, his own life, whoever doesn't even want to pick up their cross and follow me, can't be a part of my kingdom, what would your expression be like if that was captured on film? 
What Jesus is giving to us are, are truths that mark these days for our eternity, defining for us truths beyond just our expectations. I had some expectations when I would turn around and see my, my bride, my daughter as a bride standing there, what it might be. But those expectations were blown away when the truth was revealed to me. When Jesus reveals the truth for us in this, this, these, uh, these teachings of the kingdom, one of the things that he's giving to us and saying is that your call as my child, a disciple, is that the first, that is the only love of my life, is me, Jesus, your Savior, and your life in the kingdom because I'm your Savior. My only love, my first love, is Jesus. And the second part that goes with that then, as he gives us this first look into the kingdom, is that there's a, the acknowledgement that he moves us by his spirit then into new patterns and living of life. That our daily existence is marked by now this first look having changed us unto eternity. And Jesus slides real, really easily into giving those people of Perea some ideas of what that looks like. As your first love is defined by the kingdom of God through Christ the Lord. And now what those changed patterns of life look like. These again, these are examples that the people of Perea would have known very easily about and known, known much about. We can get insights too. Like when Jesus says and moves into the ideas of plans for completing a building of a tower. He doesn't define what kind of tower it might be, but more than likely it was probably a tower in a vineyard where the owner of the vineyard could set somebody to watch over so that nobody crept in and sowed weeds or picked the fruit or that wild animals wouldn't get in there and dig up the roots. But a watchtower in the vineyard which would keep watch over that which is growing and maturing Unto a harvest. Hmm. He sets forth, forth this idea about plans that are being made in this way. He sets forth the idea in verses 31 to 32 about the power of, in, of influence. And he uses that in the, in the example of a king who's going to march out to battle. He's got 10,000 troops, but the one he's going to march out to battle against has 20,000. What is he going to do? How does he use the power of influence in his life? To bring about a desired effect. Another example that Jesus says is in verse 33. That unless you give away all your possessions. Can't follow me. Well what will be a prized possession for those people of Perea? Their sheep. Maybe even a sheep. Uh, for the, which they got uh, wool to make clothing. Maybe it was uh, their, their uh, prized uh, winning sheep at the fair or whatever. But Jesus says, look, these things of life, they don't define you. And maybe we need to be rethinking this a little bit as my kingdom now is given into your, your life. And the last one that Jesus uses, the last example in 34 to 35, is this idea of salt. Salt, which was not only a flavoring for food, but it was a preservation method in that day to keep food longer, fresh, edible. And this idea then about preservation for our future. These are all concepts and ideas that the people of Perea knew about. So do we. These aren't foreign to us. 
we think about these things every day, the plans that we have, the hopes and dreams, those who we have opportunity to influence in our lives or who influence us, the possessions that we've been given to manage as, as stewards of life and all of its resources, and our future. What's going to happen, especially unto eternity? We think about these things. Jesus calls us to himself as the, the one, the only one who can define this, these truths for us. Because for Jesus, in giving us these truths, he's coming with the message of saying, look, my first, my only love in life is you. People. Individuals. Ones whose names the Father knows in heaven for whom he sent me to be your redeemer. My first and only love is you. And I'm going to do something so drastic in that love to show you that you've got a place in my kingdom, right? And we know what he did. He gave his, his life for us. He, he sacrificed it as the sacrificial lamb with the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness of sins. He gave himself over to that which we cannot that is, the judgment and the penalty of our sin. And he rose from the grave. He rose from the dead. He conquered that enemy, put it in this rightful place, so that then his spirit with redeemed lives might come and make a, a place, a presence, make his power known within us, that we too might have one love in life, Jesus. And in that love for Jesus, our lives are changed. To gather as people around the cross in the kingdom, we then pick up what Jesus said to those people of Perea. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Indeed, Lord, this is my life. My life, which is defined by your love for me, that I might have a first only love for you and your ways and your kingdom. And that moves me in my life each and every day to walk as a disciple. Follow in your ways. To put aside my flesh, my sinful desires, the world, and to long after that which you've given me a place in, and that is your kingdom. So what about those examples then that Jesus gave to the Preans as he gives to us? What about it when we know the Lord concerning our discipleship when it comes to plans? Have we set those plans before the Lord as an offering? Is this pleasing to you, Lord? Is what I'm hoping to accomplish bring you glory? Maybe the plans that I've been thinking about are drastically different than what you've got in store for me. So change my heart. Renew my thinking. And put me on the path of your plans for my life to whom I belong my first and only love, Jesus. What about our discipleship as it relates to power? And not just power in the sense of the world thinking of power, but the influence that each one of us has in people's lives every day as children of the kingdom. Father, how is it that you want me to use that influence of faith of who I am in Jesus impacting those around me? To take the first step in offering forgiveness to 
keep my mouth shut when I really want to say something, but let patience prevail there. Heavenly Father, when, when that person deserves everything coming to them, but instead you give them the opportunity to hold out a cup of cold water, a word of hope, an example of perseverance. These are the discipling opportunities that we have every day in our influence, faith, isn't it? What about, what about the discipleship concerning my possessions? Father, do these things that you've blessed me have such a grip on me that if you were asked me to give them away, I'd be devastated? If I lost them, I wouldn't know what to do? Father, if that's the situation of these things in my life, I need you to change me. That I would be a willing servant, even with these things that maybe mean a lot to me because of, of comfort and of nostalgia and of, 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 a, of a place in life. If these are replacing you as my first love, then change my heart, God. Change my heart to be a discipleship concerning the conception then the concept of preservation. That all these things of life mean nothing to me. Because where I'm going is into your eternal presence. Where even streets are paved with gold. So why do I need any of these things that mean so much to me now? That my hope, my, my sure assurance, my life, my very breath isn't defined by time now, but is defined by my place that you've promised in your kingdom. That's where my preservation belongs. In the hope of Jesus. This is the discipleship that Jesus gives people a first look at <laughs> as he's walking along in Perea, and he stops and pauses, turns around to these people, and says, this is your call. Your first and only love is me. And as that first and only love gets displayed in your life, as you live as my disciple, I'll move you in the ways of the kingdom that glorify our Father in heaven. And to show you really are my disciple. Friends, what's your reaction to this? If the Spirit would take a picture of you at this first look of the kingdom in your lives. How do we hear this? Yes, Lord, I will follow. Yes, Lord. Because these truths are yours, they're mine. Yes, Lord, you are my first and only love. Work in me and move in me the way that you need to glorify your name and for people to see that Jesus lives in you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the joy of of hearing your word, yeah, difficult, maybe, challenging, for certain. A first look into your kingdom, a kingdom that gives truth, that changes our lives. We long for this, Lord. May it be so. And Jesus, as you have first loved me, us, so we love you, too, O Lord, to walk in your ways for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding, indeed, 
Keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting as we walk in his ways to the glory of his name. Amen. Amen.